Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to viewers and others. Yo, what's up? I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. That's right. And you're tuning to another episode of the Viewers Anonymous podcast where we give you our very own takes and reviews of movies and TV straight out of Hollywood. Uh, before I say what's going on with you, Happy New Year and also Happy Podiversary, my brother. What's going yes, on? Yes, sir, man. Uh, Happy New Year to you as well, man. And yes, man, this is uh, the third year, man, the pie anniversary today of starting the Viewers Anonymous. Um, for the people that don't know, you know what I'm saying, the first episode was Six Underground. Um, we actually mm-hmm. dropped it on New on New Year, so, you know, yep. we're, we're two days late, but it's exciting, man. It's exciting to be um, to be on this platform to uh, for us to I think, yeah, yeah, we started, I think we started with text of like, yo, you're trying to do mm-hmm. this, and then we just got on the mm-hmm. phone, and we got to figuring out how we were going to do this, man, so it was, uh, it's been, it's been a great journey, man, you know, to be, to be doing a, you was in Maine, yeah, you was there, yeah, you had, uh, when your job had sent you at that point, about two weeks or some shit like that? Yeah, buddy, that was the worst goddamn work trip I ever, <laughs> snowing every goddamn way, man, it was cold in the bitches, man, bro. <laughs> Hey, but hey, but you was uh you was being creative up there though. You was being creative, oh, yeah, so for sure. For yeah, sure. so that yeah, that was cool, man. It's but yeah, man, it's it's great, man. Like I said it on um on my last pod of of 2022 um uh, that I did on the 28 minutes of less, and I was just like, man, you know, I just gotta thank you, man, for putting, you know what I'm saying, you know, a portion of your career, you know, in my hands on, you know, with doing the pie with me. And everything because it's just we we've seen you know how pie relationships have went sour. We've seen you know situation. In my case, you know I had a uh, you know my co-host to pass on me. You know, shout out to uh, mm-hmm. Uncle Washington, rest in peace to him. But like, yes, yeah, sir. man, like we, we, I mean, look, we seen we seen pies at our level, and we seen pies at great levels, you know, like, like the, like the JBP, you know what I mean? Yep. And, you know, for us to start this, you know, three years, th- I think what you meant to say was three years and running, but you said three and out. <laughs> I was like, yeah. That's, I, was like, that was true. I was like three and out. I was like, wait a minute. Is that right? <laughs> I was watching football too. So yeah, was, see, that's what it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we do the four, three, five, two. Y'all. So it's a lot of shit. Going yeah. On. Yeah, yeah, because I was cause when I heard three and out, I was like, yeah, because I was thinking football myself because it took me a minute to catch it, and then I was like, yeah. oh shit, wait a minute, wait a minute, don't say three and out, but um, yeah. but man, three years, yes, three years in running, yeah, man, three years in running, man, it's it's been fun, it's been great, we've been able to do so many moves, and the thing is, is like I felt like I was coming in. With, with the ideas of like all the heavy hitters early, <laughs> it's like we did mm-hmm. all like the heavy hitter movies like in the first year, and it's like now yep. it's like all right, so we still going back in the archives, but then we also doing the newer films. But but mm-hmm. man, it, it's it's been fun, man. Like I've been like I've been just waiting to like find someone in life to be able to just break down a bunch of movies with because 
for years I've been wanting to do something like this. So definitely yeah, appreciate man. somebody like you. Man, listen, I appreciate you, man. And the sentiments are definitely shared, bro. Like, first and foremost, people don't understand, man. I, and I said this, you know what I'm saying, a bunch of times. But when you have, you know what I'm saying, the passion to do something and you have somebody that has that same passion and they bring that same type of energy, if not more energy, you know what I'm saying, to the project as you do. Um, you know what I'm saying? And I, I say this you know what I'm saying, like, not with any levity at all, like, it really makes it easier, you know what I'm saying, to come on and do these pods, like, people don't understand, like, first and foremost, we doing this with, you know what I'm saying, no crew, we done said this a bunch of times, too, but we do this with no crew, you know what I'm saying, we do this with no help, we do this by ourselves, we come up with all the ideas ourselves, we literally do production before we even start potting, so the fact that, you know what I'm saying, we've been doing this for going on three years and still going strong, man, and it's just, it's fun. It gets better and better. You know what I'm saying? We're getting better and better at that, which that's always a plus. But the best part about it all is the fact that, you know what I'm saying, we've created a friendship and a real bond over this. And this is something that a lot of people don't get a chance to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, it's not every day that you meet somebody over the internet you know what I'm saying, and and they a couple states away, and you know what I'm saying, like, they just got that same love for, you know what I'm saying, a, a, a certain thing that you do. The fact that we not only just do this pod, but we was able to come up with another pod. The fact that we've been on each other's podcasts in the past, you know what I'm saying, the fact that we've always been able to, to rely on each other and stuff like that, and that's always a dope thing, man, and then not only that, bro, just like we really become friends outside of this. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's the most important thing. The fact that, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I come to South Carolina, we definitely going to kick it. If you come today, and we definitely, well, you done already came today. So, you know what I'm saying? We done <laughs> definitely, you know what I'm saying, did a pod before in person too. So, like, that type of stuff, man, to me, that type of shit is dope. Um, Man, it's, it's, it's dope as hell just being able to, you know what I'm saying, not just see myself grow, but see you grow in this as well. Because I remember when we first started doing this shit, like, and I mean, like, first started doing this, I'm talking about stolen time, already home days. And I was like, how the fuck do you do these shits alone? And I just had to do a 4-3 by myself not too long ago, and I held it down. So I'm like, yo, you know what I'm saying? That's real growth, man. That is real growth. So I'm telling you guys now, man, you know what I'm saying? Enjoy this shit you know what I'm saying, as much as you can, and if you guys have, you know what I'm saying, a, a project that you feel a certain way about, you know, don't be scared to get out there and try to find somebody if you're looking for somebody, but don't, you know what I'm saying, don't be scared to get out there and find somebody who has that same passion as you, because you never know, you know what I'm saying, the type of networking and connections that you'll run into, it could it could blossom into something as great as this, man, so, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm greatly um appreciative of everything you've thrown my way man everything that you know what i'm saying when you you've been there for me through personal times like you know what i'm saying like we really we really have a connection so i i think that's super super dope man and um hey man for many more years to come brother many more years to come yeah like that's that what you just said is the biggest thing for me like like yeah the podcast is fun it's great and all that type stuff mm -hmm. but what's what's better is just the fact of like the friendship that we have built throughout mm -hmm. this whole time because it's just like a lot of the times we'll get on here and we'll just like i mean it's not just when we get on the stream yard 
that we talk, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We text, we call each other, all that type of stuff. Like we we yep. dealt with personal <clears throat> shit together, you know what I'm saying? Like all of that. And then just the fact of like how it felt like like this shit felt like fake for the for the fact of I was in the situation that I was in and I was just yep. like, yo, I got a friend, you know what I'm saying, to live in this place. And like I'm heading up there and you like, yo. That shit is literally like ten minutes from me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, hold up, I'm like, out of how big Ohio is, mm. and just how, dude, the world is so big, and just for me to be in that situation that I was in, you know, to be, to be, you know, what I'm saying, talking to this girl that's that was stationed up there, and then I put in the GPS yep. to go to your crib, and it's like, yo, like it's like twelve minutes away, and it's like. <laughs> It's like, yo, what are the odds? It's like, what yeah, are the man. odds that this that this really happened? So, nah, man, uh, yeah, I felt like um, it it it, w- it wouldn't be no, it it wouldn't be better any other kind of way, man. Like, the, it, right. it's just crazy how how life just tend to work. Is I I know we told that story before, but we could have some new listeners today. But uh, yeah. but yeah, that's 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 crazy. And for us to just, you know, what I'm saying, reach out to each other on on Instagram. To yep. build the report that we have, because I mean, yeah, sound five days, man. Part. Yeah, man. man. Yeah, man. Like you, you helped me with some shit. I helped you with some shit, and it was just like, and we built this report. And I don't think people understand. It's like, like we've known each other for fucking five years, over five years now. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, for it to be like where it was and to where it is now, like definitely, man. Like when you know, what I'm saying when when I, when when I get my life. At the level where I want to get it, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I accomplished mm-hmm. one thing, but once I really start getting myself together, I'm definitely gonna have to, you know what I'm saying, fly back out there. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna have to like do some shit. You know what I'm saying? That'll oh, yeah, be for uh sure, man. For sure, yeah, man. man. That that'll be dope, man. Get to that point to be able to do some shit like that. So but yeah, man, it's been it's been a great not just three yeah. years, but you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, over five years, man, doing um you yes, know, sir, building man. building this report that we got now, man. Because like, look, we had uh, we had VJ tell us like she didn't even mm-hmm. realize that she always yeah. thought we was in the whole <laughs> in the same room the whole time. She was like, man, she was like, mm-hmm. what? You live where? He mm-hmm. lives where? She was like, y'all chemistry feels like y'all are in the same room. And yeah. I will say what has helped is we started because like when we used to do those pies early. You know what I'm saying? We were doing this shit over the phone. So, like, it's yep. hard to feed off of somebody off of a phone. But then yeah. we got to the Zoom days, which we had. We still had our issues because Zoom, dude, Man. I'm glad we came. Look, shout out, look, shout out to JD because yes. JD is the one who got yes. us on StreamYard. But For being sure. able to, being able to, you know what I'm saying, see you, see your reactions, you ever see my reactions, like, <laughs> It feels like you know what I'm saying we in the same room, but uh, definitely. But we have did one pod in the same room. You know what I'm saying. Shout out to Gan. Gan was involved in that podcast as well. But uh, yep. but yeah. So definitely, like this this shit ain't this shit ain't fake because, and I don't think, mm-hmm. and I say this when we started. I think the people think like when we do like pre production, it's not like normally like this is how we're gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? It's scripted like this. Yeah, script, oh, like, no. 
Like we just mainly we just be talking. Production because yeah, I'm about to say we call it production <laughs> yeah. We really we probably spend maybe a total of maybe like five to six minutes on what we gonna do on the show, and then the rest is just catching up, talking yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I said, man. Like that's the to me that's why I said that friendship part is the dopest part about it, bro. Because it's like yeah. half the time. I, I want to say like these last few episodes, bro. Like. On pre-production, we didn't even talk about the episode. Nah, we just not at all. Talking. We just get to talking, <laughs> and that's it. So, yeah, like half the shit, we ain't even talking to. You. We ain't even talking about the show. We just getting on here, just chatting it up, man. Definitely, definitely, man. But yeah, man. Thanks to everybody, man, for all y'all support. You yes, know what I'm saying? For listening all these years. Um, the only thing I will ask of y'all, man. This, this is what I want from the fans. In 2023, we you ain't got to give us a five star, whatever, just whatever star y'all want to do. Yep. Just we, we just want to hear some feedback. If y'all could just go yeah. on there, be like, yo, this, that, this, that, that show is trash, this show is fire, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say because the feedback is the, is the one thing that we can go back and we can look at and be like, okay, somebody gave us their opinion. And people love to give out their opinions, so give us y'all opinions, you know, whether it's on. Apple, whether it's on Spotify, even if it's on Instagram, when we post it on Instagram, Twitter, or on the Facebook page, like wherever. Like we would just love to hear more feedback from the fans. But that's all I got on that. Hey man, if you guys can can do a solid on my behalf, um, if you are listening to this, just go to our Twitter and just add us. And and you know what I'm saying, just tell us Happy New Year and hashtag View a Pod. That's it. If you guys could do that, that would be great, man. Just so we can see who I was following us, who I was, you know what I'm saying, listening and watching and stuff like that. And that's the type of thing, you know what I'm saying, um, that we really need for sure to to kind of see who our audience is. And you know what I'm saying, we got the analytics. But the analytics ain't nothing like, you know what I'm saying, being able to talk to the people, you know what I'm saying? Not, we're not face-to-face, but at least having some type of interaction and, and engagement with the people. So if you guys get a chance to do that, please do. That would be great. Um, like I said, Happy New Year to you all. Um, hope you all had a, a wonderful New Year. Um, I know I enjoyed it myself. Sports betting became legal in Ohio, so... I definitely went crazy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Getting a few bets. I actually won some money. So my new my, my year is starting off great, man. My year is starting off uh, pretty good. Um hopefully I can win some more. If uh if this one bet go down like I needed to go down, then it's really gonna start off good. Um but man, listen, so this episode, you know what I'm saying, being that not only is it, you know what I'm saying, the first episode of 2023, it's also our three-year anniversary, man. We are going to give you guys a um, a recap of um, our favorite movies of 2022. Um, and the crazy part is, like I said, people really don't understand the connection that we have because it's a weird connection because... First and foremost, <laughs> neither one of us called each other. <laughs> neither, neither one of us called each other about these movies that we putting together. Neither one of us said how many movies to do or none of that. We initially were supposed to do a top five list of movies, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way. As I did his list, he had 13. I did my list, and I did 13. <laughs> 
not only not only did we have 13 apiece, we came to the conclusion that we're going to add one. And he has two movies that I didn't put on mine, and I have two <laughs> movies that he didn't put on his. So, just to let you know that we are really in sync in this shit. This shit is not a joke. This shit is not a game. Like, we are not making this up just to have some shit to talk about. This shit really happened. And you are going to see as we go along through these lists, or through this list, because basically it's just one big-ass list minus uh, four movies. So, <laughs> This is about to be hey, fun, man. So, hey, you just reminded me, and I just watched this the other day. Yeah. When you just when you said this is not a test, hey. Mm-hmm. So you remember when Kevin Hart did that thing where he was like, <laughs> he was like, hey, he was like, when you my best friend, he was like, you you like you're supposed to be mad if you're in my life. He was like, cause my bullshit is your bullshit. Your yeah. bullshit, it's my bullshit. Sure. He said, so when I give you that face, he was like, this is not a game. This is not a test. Hey, that shit was so funny. He wasn't lying, though, man. He was not lying nah. at all. Nah, that's, gotta, that's, one, of, that's one of the realest clips. Boys, man. That's one of the realest clips of all time. For sure, to help me. <laughs> man, yo, being in that situation, though, when you tell your dude, bro, like, hey, remember when we was, and he be like, what? Bro, what, are you, like, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? Why? Really? <laughs> Just like he said, help me, nigga. Like, <laughs> man, like what, man? man? Come on, man. Man, you remember, man? You yeah. remember, man, man, you did. What? What are you talking about? Really? Hey, man. <laughs> Listen, you know I, I I've come up you. with some. I've come up with some extravagant lies. I've lied to a point one time to where the nigga said, hey, man, look, I'm going to just tell you the truth. We didn't do none of that shit. <laughs> ain't no way. Ain't no way I can vouch for that right now. I was like, bro, I, I had a great one. I mean, that, that motherfucker was clutch. That was a clutch-ass lie that I came up with. My, my, I, It was for my brother. That nigga said, he told his grace, he said, hey, you know what? You know what? He lied. We both lied. We both lied. I, I can't go through with that for real. He was like, ain't no way you came up with that shit on the fly. I said, man, I came up with that shit off the dome, man. That's hilarious. That's funny. But right, man, listen, let's man. Let's get into it, man. What's up? What you got? Let's, let's do it, man. Look, I want to start this shit off with a bang. I'm sorry. Okay. This is one of the one of the best movies that, that really, for me, that came out this year. And we got to, we got, I want to start it off. We got, I want to get right into the shits, man, with the Batman. I'm going to be honest. When, when I saw Robert Pattinson was going to be the Batman, I trashed that shit. I was like, ain't no Amen. way. I was like, man, ain't no way he could pull this off. Christian Bell mm-hmm. is the man. Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. he was bad, but I was like, Robert Pattinson going to be worse than him. Man, when I yeah. tell you I saw this movie, I was like, okay. I was wrong. <laughs> yep. I was wrong. Yep. I was like Robin Pattinson. He murdered this shit. Like he murdered yeah. it. But at the same time, what this movie, what Matt Reeves was able to do with this movie, man, I know that was one thing you didn't like about it. I, I really didn't. I, I guess it really didn't. I didn't notice it as much until you said something about the whole everybody what, whispering everybody thing. Like Batman? Man. Yeah. I didn't. Who, I didn't really who the hell want to be in a Batman movie and talk like Batman? Come on, man. 
Hey man, you was killing the new uh James Gordon, man. But mm-hmm. look, I fucks with this, man. I really do. I think that the story was great. I like how they didn't give us the regular Batman story that we usually get because this right. this Batman, he was all about like vengeance. Like he was the angry young Batman. Mm-hmm. And yep. with them going that route and with them giving us like a small version of the penguin. But I think that what we're going to get later on is I, I think the next one that they do, mm-hmm. the penguin is go, like the penguin went in the man in this one. He was just, no. he was like the right hand man of the man. But even well, with him being. Um, the, the interesting thing about the way, because um, you did make a great point about Matt Reeves and his production on this one. The interesting thing that they did with this one was that they basically were following um, the New 52 comics. And in the New 52 comics, what they did instead of making um, the villains so comical and, you know what I'm saying, like so animated or whatever, for Mm -hmm. those, they pretty much just made them like normal as people, but they were like, real live crime like because you know in gotham it's really just like batman is really just a a regular person and and most of his like most of the villains really are if you really know anything about the batman comics most of the motherfuckers really are just regular people it's only a few people that have like superpowers or you know what i'm saying motherfuckers he really got to go all out for for the most part like most of these motherfuckers are just regular people like two faces uh, xda harvey dent like regular motherfucker the penguin that's just a regular motherfucker you know what i'm saying um the riddler just a a regular motherfucker the joker just a regular motherfucker so i think catwoman the same way just a a fucking jewel thief like so you know what i'm saying the the way that he took that from these newer comics um this new the new run of comics the new 52 style and he took that and pretty much not just got it from the comics, but he also got it from, you know, seeing the video games and the, the animated movies and stuff like that. Like, he really took all that and was able to mold it into a great live-action film, for sure. Yeah, <clears throat> and, I, and I love the vision that they went with the Riddler. Um, because the Riddler mm-hmm. has always been the person that... And I guess because we saw the Jim Carrey version of him being the Riddler, mm-hmm. and like he was always comical. This one, super dark. Really, this whole movie is dark. Like the way that they yeah. even shot this movie, like it was always rainy. It was always, you know, what I'm saying, kind of foggy. You know, what I'm saying, it gave you similar vibes to how Christopher Nolan would do stuff. Because all Christopher Nolan films always seem kind of grainy, like and like this movie kind of yeah. gave you that that grit. Like it was real yeah. gritty. You know, what I'm saying it was always dark. It was always raining, and the Riddler was the same way. Like. He wasn't mm-hmm. funny. Like he gave you the riddles, but none of those riddles was funny. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I thought that that part was cool. You know, to find out that Falcon was actually um, Selena Kyle's uh, dad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We like that wasn't something that that I you know what I'm saying was even aware of. Like just the whole story of Batman is really is really a detective in this movie. <laughs> like that's really I all mean, he but- is. Yeah, like really, in the, just in his origins, that's really what he is. He's he's basically the, supposed to be the world's greatest detective, you know what I'm saying? But he just so happens to be a billionaire who was able 
to afford the best jujitsu classes and he's able to just whoop anybody's ass. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he got the best technology. You know what I'm saying? He know he got the best masters. This nigga was so good that he went to an assassin school and was top of the class. Like that type shit. Like some shit that billionaires was only, uh, you know what I'm saying, going to be able to afford. Batman was able to do that and become the best at, you know what I'm saying, at that and what he was. And what I liked most about the movie, um, and like you said, when we first heard about this, we was like, Robert Pattinson, there's no way this nigga's going to be a great Batman. The thing that I liked about this was it wasn't to me the fact that he was a good Batman because he's a decent Batman. Let's let's be real. He's not like the, the best Batman. He's not a yeah, bad Yeah, he's not Christian Bale. Yeah, he, Christian Bale to me. He's not, yeah, but he wasn't George Clooney either. So, you know what I'm saying? We got to give him that. Um, what I liked about it was the cast that they had around him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Having Jeffrey Wright play Commissioner Gordon. You got a guy who can play, you know what I'm saying, that dark, gloomy role, but, you know what I'm saying, you're not looking at him like, ain't no way this nigga is a cop. Like, you, if you look at Jeffrey Wright in this movie, you'd be like, he looked like he was a retired, or, or on his brink of retirement being a cop. You know what I'm saying? Having Zoe Kravitz play Selena Kyle, who um throughout the years has been changed back and forth of you know what i'm saying being um this and i don't want to say ambiguous uh that's not the word but being this this person who can be a black woman can be a white woman can has been so many different ethnicities you know what i'm saying but to have zoe kravitz play this role and nobody complained about zoe kravitz being in this role you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying um to have, you know what I'm saying, the person that they had played a Riddler playing him. Like, he did a hell of a job playing the villain. And this has always has been the thing that I've said about DC is that when they do their movies, if they can do a movie where the villain is great, the movie's always going to be good. If you look at the Batman series that Christopher Nolan did, if you pay attention to the movies, the villain has always been great. You know what yes. I'm saying? Bringing, um, bringing, uh, goddamn, what is his name? Heath Ledger uh, the and taken, uh, the Taken dude. Uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson, bringing Liam Neeson in to play Rachel Ghoul. You know what I'm saying? Bringing Heath Ledger in to play, you know what I'm saying, Joker. Bringing Tom Hardy in to play Bane. They all did amazing jobs at that role, and for the most part, if you really watch it, I think we give Christian Bell so much props because he has to pretty much go up against these guys as mm-hmm. far as acting, not just, not just in the, the movie fighting and everything else, but acting as well. You know what I'm saying? For him to be this pompous, you know what I'm saying? Arrogant Bruce Wayne. It's like, you don't, you know what I'm saying? We don't, we've never seen Bruce Wayne before until we've really seen Christian Bell. They did a little bit with Michael Keaton you know what I'm saying? They did a little bit with Val Kilmer. But for the most part, like Christian Bell, we've seen a lot more of him be Bruce Wayne than we really seen him be Batman if he really put these movies together. So I thought yeah. that was, you know what I'm saying, a genius way for them to take it too. So to also do that in this one, you know what I'm saying, with Robert Pattinson, I think he did a great job of being Bruce Wayne as well, also alongside being Batman, also alongside, you know what I'm saying, the cast, the characters that he was around. I think all of that just excuse me, all of that just meshed well to kind of give them, you know what I'm saying, that that good soup that you was looking for in this movie. Yeah, and the last thing I add, because we got to move along, is yep. I love how realistic the Batmobile was. 
what I'm saying? It was yes. just an old yes. Challenger. No, Charger. Yeah. It was an old Charger, and he had a right. regular motorcycle. It wasn't the mm-hmm. most extravagant shit that, like uh, like Christian Bale had, but then at the same time, I think that this version of Batman is younger. It's the younger version. Yep. So just he hasn't out, yep. gotten to yeah he, he hasn't gotten to that level yet. So I, I love the way they put it. The, to me, when it comes to DC, obviously I'm gonna go with 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 those uh, Dark Knight Dark Knight Rises. But mm-hmm. this is to me the third best DC movie they put together. Well, I agree. Well, I mean, are we really counting Constantine? Really? Well, I mean, because we count Constantine. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, like, to me, Constantine would be like how the X Men or Spider Man is to the MCU. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like shit like that. Cool. Because there's a bunch of it's a bunch of DC movies that technically haven't been DC EU movies. You know what I mean? So, we, I mean, you could say Constantine is kind of a part of it, but until they actually add him in, then I wouldn't give him that. Um. But definitely, Constantine is is up there though, as far as those movies. Um, next on the list, man, what what do we have? Um, Eternals. You know, okay. so let's keep it in the in the superhero vein, man. Eternals. Eternals came out. Um, it to me, it wasn't as um widely promoted as all of the other MCU movies, but for what it was as far as being the stepping stone for what's to come in these next few phases, I think they did a hell of a job. You know what I'm saying? To not only have, you know, um, the, the cast that they had, but to be to, to have as many characters in this movie as they had. Um, and to be able to focus on as many of them as they did. I thought they did a great job in doing that. I thought they did a great job of setting up what's to come later on in the, you know what I'm saying, in the MCU because as far as we know, um, we have this hand growing out of the fucking world and we have no mention of this shit, right? We have a piece of a head growing out of this world that we have no mention of in the MCU yet. Um, And what's to come could possibly be bringing back the fact that um, this eternal, I mean, not this eternal, I forgot what they were called, but it's not an eternal or something else. But, you know what I'm saying, this motherfucker is literally at the top of the the poles sticking out, you know what I'm saying, frozen at the top of the planet. So, you know what I'm saying? Not only that, they also show you just the fact how they brought into, you know what I'm saying, they brought mutants into, you know what I'm saying, the the MCU. They also show you, you know, um, you know, Adam Warlock. You see Adam Warlock for the first time. You know what I mean? Like it's a bunch of shit that we that we're seeing that is, you know what I'm saying, destined to pretty much set up down the line. It, it's I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was dope. What are your thoughts? Uh, first, first of all, this this is gonna be a little extra because I had to uh, I went to uh to pull it up, and this is gonna be an extra. <laughs> this is we're giving y'all a little uh, this is ah oh, man, like a little something to throw on the entree because this actually came out two thousand twenty one. <laughs> it yeah, came out it, in November. It, did. it did. It definitely did. And, um, but 
No, like it was it was very different for me because like I wasn't into um like we spoke about this before I wasn't into the comic books like you are. Like I am the right. person that I'm 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 watching all the movies and I'm learning as I go. So the Eternals was something that I was, you know what I'm saying, wasn't privy to. But but why how to choose the right all, all right, Siri. I don't know why you always want to be jumping in when I'm talking. But no, it was it was something that was very different for me. And like so when yeah. I first started watching the Eternals, I'm constantly learning, you know, as it goes. So I'm watching yeah. it and I remember seeing that, you know, Angelina Jolie was in it, Sam yeah. Hyatt was in it, you know, Brandon, uh not Brandon, um Brian Tyree Henry was in Brian it. Brian Tyree Henry, yep. Yeah, and, and I'm 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 watching it and I'm guessing I'm gonna be honest with you. I really need to see it again because that, mm-hmm. that one watch that I did watch it, like I'm pretty sure there were little nuggets in there that I did not get. Right. And like you said, right. it was it was the one it was the one thing that was really kind of bringing the mutants into it. So this was mm-hmm. I felt like this was the one that we had to get to make the whole mutant thing make sense. Because yeah. if I'm not mistaken, wasn't this the first one to technically come out that mentioned the mutants like since the whole since the whole Fox getting you know Disney buying up Fox and Sony so now we're able to bring in all these worlds together because a movie that I'm going to mention later I don't think they would have been able to do that movie without you know Fox and and, and Disney and that whole Sony deal thing went down Mm -hmm. so this was the movie to really bring everything into it so everything yeah. would make sense. And that's one thing that they have been doing that is great with this whole thing is the fact of like, I think the only thing they screwed up on, the only thing the mm-hmm. MCU screwed up on was Scott, not Scarlet Witch, but um, what's that motherfucker? Um, Black Widow Moon Knight. being pushed back. Oh, yeah, because yeah, big time, big because time. the time because big the timelines time. didn't match. She was, we watched was her die. Off. Yeah, well, like see, we watched okay. her die. And... Now, now I agree with you. I agree with you. But what I will say is, this is the thing that I had to go back and watch Scarlet, uh, Scarlet. I mean Scarlet Witch. Uh, I had to go back and watch Black Widow because what what this movie does. And I know everybody like, yo, how y'all get the Black Widow from Eternals? This is what happens in the MCU. Just roll with me. Um, but pretty much what ends up happening is, is that you have this this perfect setup for um, what's to come down the line. And I think they took those, you know what I'm saying, those few phases um, or, or this last phase to pretty much set up everything else that they're going to do. They have a lot of, lot of major stuff coming out. Um, in these next few years and what I did like about Black Widow was the fact that it wasn't more so about um, the Black Widow character that Scarlett Johansson plays I think it was more so just the quote unquote the mantle of what Black Widow represented and what Black Widow will be in the future for the MCU. If you have seen this movie, you do know that her sister was a huge part um, of this movie. And a lot of it focused on not just, you know, 
her, but her relationship with her sister. And if you know what I'm saying, you know anything about the comics or if you know anything about what could possibly be to come, I think what Marvel did a great job of was they were setting up um, what could be, you know what I'm saying, the next few Avengers movies with the Young Avengers. You, you know what I'm saying? We might be seeing an, an, a whole new set of Avengers because now her, her younger sister can actually take her place of being the new Black Widow. You know, you have... Um, you have T'Challa's younger sister Shuri bringing in the mantle of the Black Panther. Now, um, we we see the the mighty Thor and Jane Foster. You know, what I'm saying taking over the Thor mantle. Um, we also know that there's going to be a new uh, Captain Marvel now, which is not Carol Danvers, but it is. Um, man, I forgot her name, but it's her best oh, friend's sister. You know, what I'm saying we got Miss Marvel coming in now. You know, what I'm saying we got Moon Knight out here. I mean, like, so it's a bunch of different things. Plus, we still haven't even seen the next episode of Loki. You know, what I'm saying we we got the Ant Man and the Wasp bringing it. You know, what I'm saying bringing in our new villain with Kang the Conqueror. You know, what I'm saying so we even had we haven't even seen what he's capable of yet. You know what I'm saying? Jonathan Major's playing that role. Um, so what I did notice was Black Widow was more so, like I said, about the relationship between, you know, the Black Widow and her younger sister. You know what I'm saying? Coming back to that, bringing her into the fold now to where now we know that Scarlett Johansson's character is not here anymore. Her younger sister can now come and take over and, you know what I'm saying, play that role. Um, we've even seen in, in Doctor Strange in the multiverse how they had captain britain out there you know what i'm saying and instead of captain america it was captain britain you know what I'm saying? we even had the 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 x-men with professor x popping up we had the fantastic four with mr fantastic popping up um so you know oh, and we actually seen the the black miss marvel you know what I'm saying, and and, mm -hmm. and Doctor Strange. So now that you know what I'm saying, we have that. I think it was the perfect setup, and then to bring all that around, um, in the Eternals, we've seen how the Eternals had not only came to save Earth, but they also acclimated into you know what I'm saying, Earth society in different realms and different parts and different times. And they're they're you know what I'm saying, we don't even know how many that that are actually left on the planet. We don't even know how many are coming back to the planet. Like I said, we still have a whole head in the hand at the North Pole in the MCU that we haven't even got to yet. You know what I'm saying? Which may end up being the, the island of Ganesha, which is, you know, a part of the X-Men canon and stuff like that. So I think what Eternal did was that, like I said, they were a great foundation of what's to come in the MCU in these next few years. Definitely, man. And I'm going to keep it I'm going to keep it rolling in that round, man. Um, okay. Another movie that I had was Spider-Man No Way Home. And yep. the reason why I thought it was one of the great films, and like I just mentioned, without the whole Disney buying up the, the Sony part and the Fox part to be able to bring the X-Man and being able to bring in um, with the X-Man and the Spider-Man right rights because they only had like half of like the Spider-Man um, rights because the, the Tobey Maguire version where you got the three Spider-Mans out of him and then you had the other version when uh, the Amazing Spider-Man that you had with Andrew Garfield and so you really couldn't do Spider-Man No Way Home you know what I'm saying with this whole multiverse thing without all of that happening because they didn't own the rights to it so now they own the rights to it now we're able to get the movie that I thought was very great 
and how they was able to pull this whole thing together. And now the the one thing about the Tom Holland um Spider-Man is you know, even going back to the first one, you know, he was really tight with with Tony. You know what I'm saying? So he was real good with the Iron Man. So all of his movies has always had like another Avenger into it. So now the Iron Man, Tony being dead, now you bringing in Dr. Strange. And so now Dr. Strange is in it. He asked Dr. Strange for his help and he's fucked up the whole spell and he start bringing, you know what I'm saying, the two Spider-Mans from the different universes. And then not only just that, they brought their villains in first. You know what I'm saying? You brought the Sandman mm -hmm. in. You brought Electro in. Um, you brought the uh, Green Goblin in, the original Green Goblin. Didn't even know yep. he was dead. You bring, then you bring the, the lizard part dude back. So what was so great about this film was how they was able to put all this all this stuff into one film and none of it would have been possible if Disney didn't buy all this stuff up. So with, right. with them being able to do that, we're able to get that movie now. And I thought the way that they put it together, I thought it was phenomenal. I, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. lie. It was really good. Um, it did get a little more. I, I like how Andrew Garfield was like the was like the emotional one. Like he was like just mm -hmm. <laughs> just for some odd reason he was just more emotional than everybody else. But oh oh man, how Dr. Octavius? How I forget about yeah. him? You know yeah. what I'm saying to bring yeah. him back and for him to have yeah. the issues that he <clears throat> had. Um, but no man, I, I I honestly I honestly thought that for some odd reason I felt like this movie like it had its buzz in the beginning. But I felt like it was mm -hmm. really slept on. I, I don't know if it's because what, because the one thing that they did do, I think they was kind of making a mockery out of it, is the whole thing of like all of them have a story about Uncle Ben dying and how mm -hmm. it was how they felt it was their fault. And they was able to really bond off of that. And I thought that that part of the film was really dope because they was able to learn like, yo, even though we in different universes, we was in different time frames because Tobey Maguire is the old man. You know what I'm saying? He was like, yo, I've been mm -hmm. Spider-Man for fucking decades. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I'm old now. And and then, you know, I've already told you, I, I, Andrew Garfield always been my favorite. I like the two amazing Spider-Mans um, pretty much mm -hmm. the most. But I, I honestly thought that this movie, man, I thought it was really, really good. And I felt like it was slept on. Well, the, the thing is, is that I appreciated it because, and you just pointed this out, was that they had the three different Spider-Mans on there, right? And if you if you know anything about it, the three different Spider-Mans are all from the three different canons of Spider-Man. So Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is when Peter Parker is in college, you know what I'm saying, coming out of college, a little bit older. Um, mm -hmm. Andrew Garfield's is his, you know, his his high school years into college, and then you have um, Tom Holland's character who is the high school version of Spider Man, and all of these are actual, you know, what I'm saying Spider Man characters, right? Mm -hmm. And so, um, with with them with them having done that. If you notice in the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, MJ was the was the you know saying the character. 
and then mm-hmm. it was the you know said was the girl, and then and um in the Amazing Spider-Man with Garfield, it was the Stacy chick. You know what I'm saying? And then back in Tom Holland, it was you know you got a mix of all of that, but now you have the the main character. You know what I'm saying? Being MJ, just ba- just like how you know what I'm saying the the, the cartoon was, because that one is more focused on the cartoon. So that's why you get certain villains that he's facing in there. Like you got Electro. Electro was was super in the cartoons. Um, you know what I'm saying? MJ was you know what I'm saying the girl that he was after in the cartoons. Um, you'll get a bunch of these characters that you have, and to me, I think that the the greatness of that of them even bringing the villains back was you now have you now have a chance to not only like I said that this is what Marvel does they do great setups. To me, this movie was a great setup the same way the Eternals was. This movie was not just a setup for the new Doctor Strange movie, but this movie was also a setup for the multiverse. You know what I'm saying? We already seen this, we already seen the stepping stone with Loki, but now we get it, you know what I'm saying, in the actual movie now. So now you see how this can kind of work. Then you see Doctor Strange and you see that he's going through all of these different multiverse or all these different um universes, and we kind of see how that all ends up playing out. And so the the thing is, is that what I what I really appreciate about the MCU is that they leave enough to give you what you're looking for, but they also take out enough for you to say, okay, I got a theory about this, and this is my conspiracy theory about this, or this is what I think of, you know, what I'm saying it gives you just the ability to sit and chat and talk about it, which a lot of movies don't give you anymore, like. To me, if you went to go see this in the movie theater, you left out that movie theater. It was like, yo. So now that, you know what I'm saying, this this happened, I remember seeing the theory that the Doctor Strange in, um, like the Doctor Strange in the Spider-Man movie is not the real Doctor Strange. It's a totally different Doctor Strange. Hmm. Because Never now heard that. them jumping through, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I said I really, really appreciate it, man. And I, I just, to me, this movie was great. Because not only did it bring nostalgia, and I'm a sucker for nostalgia, but it brought the nostalgia of those older movies. But it also let us know, like, okay, Disney is about to go ape shit with some of the stuff that they about to start bringing out. Because for them to be able to bring all of those characters back with all the original actors, for them to get Jamie Foxx to redo Electro, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to give them for them to bring back the, you know, send the actors to do Doc Ock for them to bring back the actors to do, you know, send the, the Goblin. It's, you got to give them credit for it, man. Definitely. So do you want to stay in this lane or you or you want to move on to something else? Now we go ahead and stay in this lane, man. Um, Let's move okay. on to Thor, Love and Thunder. Um, okay. Um, now, to me, this was the. This was the weakest of the Thor series, but once again, like I said, I think right now in this phase, everything is about setup. None of this shit is supposed to be like t- to to blow your socks off or wow you out your seat. I think all of this right now is all about the setup. Everything right now is about the setup. Everything is about getting everything prepped because they have so much coming in this year and next year that's really going to beat you over the head and it's going to be like, oh shit. I think this is going to be like how when they, you know what I'm saying, hit that first Avengers stride and then they just start 
throwing shit at us left and right. Boom, boom, boom. I think this is going to be, you know what I'm saying, this is the setup for that. And then not only that, you also got to remember, too, that a lot of the stuff that they have is not just coming in movie form, but we also getting TV shows for this shit. So yep. it's kind of giving them some leeway as well. So, like, with me, Thor Love and Thunder is a great connection. To me, I look at it with... um with Vision and Wanda, with WandaVision, you know what I'm saying? WandaVision had, you know what I'm saying, Wanda's two sons, and then in Thor, Love and Thunder, Thor now has a daughter that he has to look after, Um, especially with losing Jane Foster. Um, Then not only that, we have, you know, um, in the Black Panther, we got, you know what I'm saying, T'Challa's son. So it's like... Not only do we have the young Avengers, we might even have some shit where the kids end up getting a TV show out of this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's a bunch of shit that they can put together. It's a bunch of shit that they can do. Um, but as far as Thor, Love and Thunder, I thought it was a great movie. Um, to me, what they've done with the Thor series that has been, to me, genius is they have themed them in a way that you can't really do with a lot of movies right so with or with a lot of superhero movies for that part so so for me like the first Thor the you know what I'm saying the the, the original Thor movie to me mm -hmm. is more so of a drama and then you have like Ragnarok which is more so of a comedy you know what I'm saying you have um you have the dark world which is like a thriller you got Love and Thunder, which is kind of like a coming-of-age story, but it's still a kind of a comedy. You know what I'm saying? And then you got, mm -hmm. like, um, I'm missing one. It's Thor, Thor, Dark World, Ragnarok, and... Um... I think that's it. It's just that he's been no, in so many of them. Of them. It's four of, yeah, it's four of them. I'm tripping. Because Ragnarok is the one with Hela. So, yeah, that, uh, it, it's four of them. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just but, it just I mean, that we we seeing him in so many of them. It, yeah, it feels yeah. like it's it feels like it's more. And mm -hmm. I, I I'm with you. This was one of one of the one of the weakest ones, but it it doesn't mean it was bad though. Um, I like the right. theme that they did, man. As far as as far as the um them using uh, Guns and Roses, uh, Little Child of Mine yeah. as being like the theme of the whole movie. I thought that was a yeah. great choice to go along with it. You know. Bringing back everybody, they was even bring. They even brought your brought your girl back from two broke girls. You know what I'm saying? Because she was monumental in the early yeah, ones, but we haven't really seen her. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. Jane Foster wasn't really in it. So right. to be able to bring that in, um, for them to throw in this whole cancer thing, and then her thinking that if if because well, she went to tell him bye basically. Um, mm -hmm. she went to tell him bye, and then realized that. She was able to, you know, what I'm saying the hold a mighty um, hammer. But what was dope about it was her hammer had abilities that his hammer didn't. It like because her hammer was shattered, so she was able to take those shattered pieces mm -hmm. and have it go all over the place, and then it builds itself back yeah. up. I thought that that was a really, really good touch. So there was some but things that, that I really, really the, liked about it. Real quick though, the 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 um the relationship that he had with 
the hammer and the axe the, with with Mjolnir and and you know what I'm saying the, the fact that that's his original weapon that's the weapon that he's had you know what I'm saying that he was supposed to be with as a kid and that's the one he was destined to be with and then like you know what I'm saying you kind of see this weird not weird but like funny um this funny you know what I'm saying like kind of you know, ex-girlfriend thing with the new yeah. girlfriend thing uh -huh. with the weapons. It's like, I thought that was genius because it's like, you know, he'd be talking to Millionaire and then you just see the hammer. I mean, you just see the axe just pop up out of nowhere. Like, Storm Chaser just comes up out of nowhere and then just be next to him. He'd be like, oh, oh, oh hey, what's what's going on? I just, you know, just, just talking to an old friend. Like, to me, I just thought that shit was funny. And then not only that, having those relationships with his weapons, but also having a relationship where his real ex is there, too. So, like, you know what I'm saying? I thought that was dope for them to be able to um put those two, you know what I'm saying, looks on that one you know what I'm saying, constant in the movie. Yep. Yep, definitely, definitely, man. And um this should be this will be the last one in this lane, y'all. But I'm pretty sure everybody yep. loved the MCU, so it's not gonna it's not gonna be a big deal. But um Doctor Strange, um what is it? The mad the madness the madness of the multiverse. Multiverse of madness. Yeah. And I thought I thought that I thought this movie was really good. Um for for them to be able to because this is the movie that gave us like Scarlet Witch, you know what I'm saying? Like she, mm -hmm. she wasn't, she wasn't. Um, ah, oh, what's the name of her? Um, what's her other Wanda. name? Wanda. Wanda like we, we didn't, yeah, we didn't get the Wanda version. She was actually full blown. You know what I'm saying? Um, the witch, the Scarlet Witch, yep. and for us to get that version of her, because me and you had this conversation before where. She kind of reminds me of oh man, what's her name in the X Men? Jean, because everybody's like Jean is the strongest X Men of all, right? Yeah. And it's like when we look at when we look at Wanda slash Scarlet Witch, when we seen her fight um, Thanos, she had Thanos dead to right. She was whooping Thanos. And, uh, yeah, she was whooping his ass in the end game. And we mm -hmm. see how powerful she was. Like she was like she's mm -hmm. the one who really got that power. So it was just like her and Doctor Strange going at it was mm -hmm. really like two of the most perfect things to watch because the abilities that he have, like for some odd reason, like Doctor Strange is kind of and and I don't know how you feel about this, but I like how they made fun of Hawkeye in his thing because they was like, yo, you're the least popular Avenger. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, but he had this one girl who just fucking loved him, right? But mm -hmm. what was funny, the reason I bring it up because when you think about Doctor Strange, like he's kind of down there with Hawkeye, kind of, but his oh, abilities are sure. so fucking dope. It's like, hold up, now slow down. Like the way he's able to open up portals and and and, and just give you this whole new reality that you never even mm -hmm. thought of. And then for him to bring in this new girl and she's able to jump multiverses but don't know how to control it and for him to be able to coach her into knowing how to control it. And then mm -hmm. the one thing I like, I know I'm rambling, but how Madhu, how to, uh, how, um, wait a minute. No, what? No, that was in that was in Spider Man where his where his fat friend is able to open up uh, the portals yeah. and he was just yeah. looking at him like, how the fuck do you know how to do this? Like we got people training exactly. to learn how to do this and you just know how to do it, which 
I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. That was actually in that was actually in Spider Man. But I, I thought that the multi and then for him to go see the different versions of him, and and then you know you have to throw kind of like the love story in there because he goes to his ex girlfriend's wedding, and then you know, and then come to find out in every universe that he went to, he screwed it up with her, and it yeah. kind of shows you that. All right, so it doesn't matter what universe I'm in, I'm really kind of the same person. And every single time I screwed up with love, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I ruined it every single time. So I thought that that was a, a dope concept to put into the movie as well. Yeah, and, and the, the thing is, is that you know you you brought up the um, you brought up the, the the thing about how Hawkeye and you know what I'm saying Doctor Strange and all these characters aren't as well known as you know what I'm saying all the rest of the characters um the, the funny thing is is that I think the MCU is so dope because what they've done is they found a way to bring the B list and the C list characters to light for instance like Iron Man Iron Man has never been a major character uh, Captain America has never been a major character you know that's why if you if you know anything about it they had to bring the Hulk out because the Hulk is a major character. Thor was never mm-hmm. a major character. You know what I'm saying? Like, so all of that fed off the Hulk. Yeah, they started with Iron Man, but if you notice, the Hulk came and, you know what I'm saying, they they fed off of that. And then, because I think a lot more people were excited to see the Hulk than they were to see Iron Man. But, but um, you also got to understand, that was a TV show of the Hulk in, like, the 80s. You know what I'm saying? So, like... That's another reason well, why I think the, the Hulk, Hulk is as popular been, as he is. Well, no, that's true. Because Lou Ferrigno, shout out to him. Um, yes. But the Hulk yes. has always been a popular character, though. Like, the Hulk is one of those guys that, like, it's like the Hulk, Spider-Man, X-Men, um, the Punisher is kind of up there. But, like, Black Widow, nobody, like, that's not a popular character. Um... I mean, for the most part, it's really just like X-Men, Spider-Man, the Hulk. You might have, I don't know, um, shit. It may be like one more, but those are like the top, like for for DC, it's Superman, Spider-Man, I mean, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, right? The Flash was Mm -hmm. was a background character. Green Lantern was a background. So like with that, having, having those three, you know what I'm saying, to to be with the Hulk and the Avengers, and then now, like, they're major characters, right? Even, like, Black Panther. Black Panther wasn't a major character. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that was a... Really, they went out on a limb to even create Black Panther, because the comic books were so controversial, especially at that time, with everything that was going on, and what he was able to do, and who he was. So then when you bring that into the mix, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many characters that they're bringing in as well, like Thanos. Like, for for people to even be talking about Thanos the way that they're talking about him, like, yo, Thanos is one of those characters that, you know, they didn't they didn't even get to Galactus yet, you know what I'm saying? Which is, which is one of the ones that may be coming. You know what I'm saying? Like, King the Conqueror, for them to even bring him in, he's one of the lesser-known guys, especially as far as, like, casual popularity. Like, that's the thing to me that I think is so dope because they're bringing these guys into this into this spotlight that they usually don't get 
in the comic book realm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Man, you you're right, man. You're right. So uh I think Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Badness was a was a really dope movie, man. Um yeah. dang, you know, I forgot we had that down. All right, one more, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One more. This is the last one, and we're gonna get off. <laughs> we're gonna get out. We're gonna get out of this lane. But walk on the favor. Um, I finally went to go oh, see it. I took on, the boys this weekend. On, uh, we went to yeah. go see it. And I, I look, first of all, let me say this. Um, the the tribute that they did, it was dope. I like how they did the uh, I always look for I, I I like little stupid shit. I like how they do the uh before every Marvel movie to do the whole thing, the, the Marvel thing that kind of flips down and they show you all the clips from all of the movies. Well, in this one, mm-hmm. they give you all Chadwick. It's all Chadwick in that whole thing. So yeah. I thought from the movie starting, I thought that was dope right off the rip. I was like, I yep. love how they did that. Yep. And then it gives you other little stuff where, you know what I'm saying? You see a, um, a, a, a mural of him. You see that. And then, you know, they give you little, you know what I'm saying, little clips of that. I, I love how they did the Killmonger thing. Um, when, when, she, mm-hmm. when she redesigned the whole thing to be able to give herself the black powers, black power. Yeah. <laughs> the black I mean, power. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to give you the... Um, the Black Panther strength, and like you would go and see the ancestors, and she sees Killmonger, and I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. threw me completely off. I did not see it coming, so I thought that that was dope because she went back and she had vengeance, and I was wondering because we all knew by the way um, Michael B. Jordan was talking about it, mm-hmm. he couldn't say nothing, but you could tell he was like, gonna have some. Marvel- yeah, you knew he was gonna be in it. We didn't know at what I mean, capacity he was, too, he was gonna he be. Was, he was. People fucked with him too much for him to not be in it, though. At least in some capacity. What I think what ended up happening, I think when they did the movie, and I, I and I think that this happens sometimes because we've seen in other movies where a like a character may have died. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they found a way to somehow bring them back, and mm-hmm. or even it's a memory or something. And I think that mm-hmm. I didn't think that they knew how popular Killmonger was going to be. I think that when they exactly. shot it, they were like, "Oh, well, this is dope." You know what I'm saying? I think people going to like this. I didn't think that they was going to know that people were going to like it as much as they did. And they was like, "Oh, shit, I think like, I think Ryan up. Coogler, I think Ryan Coogler knew." You think he I knew? Think Ryan, oh, I think Ryan Coogler knew for sure. Because because his his whole thing was his whole thing was, um, you know, he's from Oakland, so his whole thing was making him from Oakland. You know, what I'm saying the original home of the Black Panthers, where you know, what I'm saying they were created and started, but having him to have those, um, to have that sentiment of. You know what I'm saying? The original Black Panther party. Because, like, the Black Panther, if you go back and look at those comics, like, that's what he was. Like, he was, it's like a whole run of comics where he was just beating the shit out the clan. <laughs> like, that's all he was doing. He wasn't doing nothing else in the world but just, like, finding the clan and whooping the clan's ass. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, between that, fighting Ulysses Claw, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, every now and then going back to Wakanda and, 
you know what I'm saying, stopping Killmonger from trying to take over, you know what I'm saying, like, or um, I forgot what the one dude's name, but he, it's a voodoo dude that they use, which I thought that's who they was going to bring back to bring Killmonger back, but I, I was I was hoping that they did that, but they didn't get too deep into it, but they, they to me, they took the right route, you know what I'm saying, Um, you already had it set up to where you know, in the comic books, Shuri takes the mantle of Black Panther. So it was only right for, you know, since, since Letitia Wright has done such a great job at being Shuri, you know, and who Shuri really is. Like, Shuri is one of the smartest characters in the MCU, hands down. Like, she's done shit that Tony Stark hasn't done. She's done shit that Bruce Banner hasn't done. Like, she one of them top dogs as far as intelligence goes in the MCU. So to have her take over that mantle, you know what I'm saying, and be the Black Panther. I know a lot of people was like, oh, they just wanted to have a woman there. Yeah, that's the motherfuckers that just watch the movies. You don't know what you're talking about because in the comic books, it's a whole, she got a whole thing where she was the Black Panther and she was way more ruthless than what T'Challa was. So the fact that they even pulled back on her character, you know what I'm saying, for her to spell it, to spare Namor in that one, I thought was dope. I think they did a great job with Namor. Um, giving him his powers, letting him say that he was a mutant, which I thought was dope because he is, um, you know what I'm saying, like, bringing all that into everything, and it looks like that he's going to have a lot more down the line. I mean, to me, I thought the movie was dope. Um, it, once again, Marvel doing a great job with setup. It's a lot of shit that they set up for later on down the line. Um, I, I think this is going to be something. They brought the, they brought the, you know what I'm saying, the Angels. They brought the, you know what I'm saying, the, the angels in with um the the ex-door Malazi characters, you know what I'm saying, bringing in the angels, which are, you know what I'm saying, actual characters in the comics. I think they did a lot of a lot of great things with sticking to, you know what I'm saying, some of the comic canon and bringing that into the movies, bringing that into the MCU. So I, I definitely enjoyed it, man. That's what's up, man. Um, So, look, we'll get into this one. But we won't go too long on it because we literally just did a pod on it. But um, yeah. I, I think Nope was was really good, man. I, yeah. I, I just feel like um, so I did a pod where I was speaking on um, like my last podcast I did on Twenty Eight Minutes or Less. Uh, I entitled it "Right People in the Room," and I, I did like a, a little tiny segment where I brought up uh, a guy like Jordan Peele, and the reason I brought him up mm-hmm. was because. I think that when it comes to Jordan Peele in Hollywood, like I feel like they will give him, I think budget wise, he can get like, so, okay, this is the concept that I did, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I entitled it right people in the room because there was, there were three films I really singled out. I ended up speaking about four films, but there was three films that I singled out. Right. And mm-hmm. that was dead presidents, um, the negotiator and a bone collector, right? And I was just talking about right. how these movies didn't get any love at the Oscars, right? But the reason mm-hmm. I singled out these movies and the reason, because you know, look, we speak about this a lot, how I don't necessarily care about the Oscars, but what the Oscars does is if a guy like F. Gary Gray, who was the director of The Negotiator, if he was able to get an Oscar nod, he will be able to say, mm-hmm. Yo, he go in, they're like, yo, we'll give you 20 million for the budget on this movie. Yo, I'm Oscar nominated. 
my number's 50, 60, 70. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. So that I'm the, I would, the, the, the premise that I was saying was if you get that Oscar not, today's price is not yesterday's price. So that was Absolutely. my whole concept of that podcast. And so I, I was saying that if a guy like F. Gary Gray or a guy like uh, or the, the Hughes brothers who directed um who directed Dead Presidents and the and the other film, the last film that I brought up was Juice, Ernest Dickinson. If they were able to get the budgets like a James Cameron or a Steven Spielberg and stuff like that, then they would be like basically what I was saying was they're making so much noise without getting the budgets that these guys are getting. They're doing more with less is what the point mm-hmm. that I was making. And what I ended up saying on that podcast was like Jordan Peele is not getting James Cameron type of bu- uh, movie budgets. He's not get. I said that he's more around Quentin Tarantino realm, like when it comes mm-hmm. to budget, like, like, like I think that Jordan probably gets around that. Maybe I don't even think he's really up to Christopher Nolan money yet, but for him to be able to do what he did with Nope, I I thought, like I said on that podcast, it was refreshing to be able to see something new. We sit here the whole time thinking we're watching a movie about a spaceship, and this thing was a living organism. Like it was a, it was totally nothing that we really expected to happen, and to have this this black family who goes all the way back to their great grandfather being the first person filmed on the horse, and he was a stuntman, and he didn't get his credit. To add that storyline, to add the Gordy storyline, I thought it was really, really dope, man. So I'm not gonna go too long on it because we just did it. But your thoughts on Note? Um, I thought Note was genius. You know what I'm saying? For them to have, like you said, the spaceship that we thought was a spaceship, which wasn't a spaceship, it actually was the alien. Um, to me, it was genius because you don't think of. Like, we already have these preconceived notions of what aliens look like, right? Like, we mm-hmm. we, we don't, we always either think there's like a bug, a big ass bug, or it's like this weird little gray man with a big ass head walking around or some shit like that, right? Um, for him to have this visual, you know, him and his team to have this visual of what an alien could possibly be, and it's just this flying being that's just going around that. You know, it is. It don't look human. You know what I'm saying? It don't look like a quote unquote alien. Is it? You think it's a flying saucer? It's not a flying saucer. At the end, it turns into this big ass white ribbon type shit. Like I thought that that was genius for them to have this vision of what an alien could possibly be. Not only that, for them to center a movie around, you know, black people on a ranch. You know what I'm saying? And then you know, being out in the middle of no fucking where and aliens coming in tech, like that, you, that's a hard movie to make. And for them yes. to come through with that and actually be successful at it, I thought that was genius. They did a great job with that one. Definitely, man. So, uh, like we spoke about earlier in the pod, we both had two movies that uh, neither one of us saw, so we're gonna, this is going to be a little segment where we can single out those two movies. Um, I'm going to go right out the gate, man. Um, the movie that I actually had number one on the list, if we was doing the list, man, was the Ray Donovan movie. And I was, yeah. you know, I've been invested in Ray Donovan for a long time. Like, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they went through seven seasons. 
And for the people that don't know the backstory, was when the show ended, it, it, it wasn't a bad ending, but at the same time, Ray Donovan got canceled. And the fans had so much outrage where they was like, y'all can't leave us like this. Like, we need to be able to cross all the T's and dot all the I's with Ray Donovan. So Showtime yeah. linked up with uh, Ray, uh, Ray uh, Lee Schreiber, and they was like, yo, what we'll do is we'll get a Ray Donovan movie to, to cap it off so we can have all the answers, all the questions answered, and we can actually put a button on this thing. And so if you've never seen the show, it's not really going to make too much sense to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you can watch it, and it'll be a good movie. But if you've actually seen the show, it will be a phenomenal movie. It was great. I love mm -hmm. the way they finished it off. Showtime, Elise Robert did a great job. Um, like I say, if, if you if you never if you never seen the show, it, it's it's just not really gonna it's not gonna do its justice. You know what I'm saying? So um, right. so shout out to them and and what they was able to put together there. Like I told you, uh, we we did that on this podcast. Like Ray Donovan was in my top three. I can't remember exactly where I had it, but it's in my top threes of shows of all time. I thought that mm -hmm. like just the concept of the show is so dope that that Ray Donovan is like a Hollywood fixer. Like he just go in and just like make sure that celebrities and, and, and businessmen and businesswomen don't get caught up in shit. You know what I'm saying? Like the way yeah. I always explain it was the very first scene of the first episode, I give you all the policy and I'm shutting up. So he he's at home, he gets a phone call from this dude. He's, I think he was a he was a football player, basketball player. I can't remember. He was like Ray. Mm -hmm. He was like, man, I just woke up. Man, this girl is dead, man. And so Ray come over there. You know what I'm saying? Get rid of this. Take this. Get rid of this. Take this. Boom, boom, boom. I make some phone calls, and he was able to get my dude off. Not even mm -hmm. off. Like the dude, did, like he he got rid of the body, and like it just everything just disappeared and like that's what ray yeah. donovan was but within ray donovan being that hollywood fixer he has his own issues at home where he has a brother with parkinson's he has another brother who's dealing with um being touched by a priest then we find out probably like four or five seasons in ray was actually touched by a priest as well so it, it's like all of this this family stuff that's going on and then they have a mixed brother that's played by pookie hall who just comes out of nowhere and it's just like cause like cause they dad left and shacked up with this black woman and then now yeah. they got the mixed brother all of a sudden and it's just and he whoa, feels whoa, left whoa, out. Wait, 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 wait. Putal is they brother. <laughs> they have brothers. Yes. yes. Come on, man. You could have found a different light skinned nigga to play. Uh, uh, I mean, all right. Okay. <laughs> But man, it's it's a really it's a really great show, man. That's, That's there's there there's only a few shows where I can go back and watch it. That's that's mm -hmm. I I watch uh I'm I'm on like my third no real I'm on like my fourth time watching Luther over again because the new Luther movie is coming out in March. Um, I've watched Sopranos twice, the whole seven seasons. I watched it twice. Um. And Ray Donovan, that's another show where I can just go back and watch it and we have no problems with it. So, man, Ray Donovan, the movie, man. That's that's one of mine that I got. 
Man, that's what's up, man. Um, so for mine, um, it is the Fantastic Beast uh, saga, man. Um, Secrets of Dumbledore. If you know, you know what I'm saying, what this is about, salute to you because a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, they didn't really pick up on it. But for those Harry Potter fans out there, you definitely did. It's basically a spinoff of Harry, the Harry Potter uh, Wizard World where um, Fantastic Beast is this guy who is basically he's out here he's a part of this group that they go out and they you know what i'm saying they catch these beasts or whatever that's entering into the quote-unquote muggle world and that's like the human world or whatever and um basically they they kind of put a not a capstone but they kind of made that link up of you know saying the harry potter um series and the fantastic beast series knowing that you know what I'm saying both of these are connected so they finally, you know what I'm saying, kind of connected them and, and kind of gave, you know what I'm saying, both both parties what they were looking for in this one. And we realized that Dumbledore is connected with a lot more shit than just wizardry. And I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I've enjoyed all the Harry Potter movies. The Fantastic Beast movies were great as well. So this one just was like a nice little capstone to, you know what I'm saying, um, set everything, you know what I'm saying, in place. So, I mean, that's pretty much all I got for that one. Cool, cool. And the other movie that I got um, that you weren't able to see was Scream. Um, mm-hmm. I hate how they do that, man. Like, just give it something else. Like, I understand. Because it's like, when you say Scream, you think of the original version. You know what I mean? And then they give it the same name, but it's like the sixth one or some shit. But anyway, remake, man. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I will say this um, with the new one that's coming out, Niv Campbell will not be in the new one. Uh, she said she's done um, doing the screen movies. But what was dope about this movie was the fact that we found out that the main character in this movie is actually Billy's daughter, which Billy was Sydney's boyfriend. Right? Yeah. And he actually cheated on her <laughs> and got another girl pregnant. And she had no idea. <laughs> so that was funny. The fact that she found out, like, oh, so you Billy's daughters on it. You know, so she's thinking in the head, like, oh, so this motherfucker cheated yeah. on me back in high school. But um Yo, so that was minute, that was funny. <laughs> hey, <laughs> for, for for that to be the connection is crazy. Dude, I thought it was so funny, but because remember, remember she wouldn't let him smash mm-hmm. in, in that movie until the end. So uh, I thought that that was dope for, to have that connection in there. Um, Dewey finally dies. Uh, so I thought that that was, you know, finally moving on to another thing. But but I, the, the reason I watched it is because I've been involved with Scream for so long. I think what the... Mm-hmm. I want to say, was it 95? I want to say it was like, I think it was like 94, 95. It was definitely mid-90s. Yeah, mid-90s, man. To be be involved in it this long, to keep it going this this long, I just feel like, you know what I'm saying, if it's it's another installment, I might as well go ahead and watch it. That's all it was. I just, you know, I've already seen all the other ones, so I might as well continue to watch it. So, um, so man, shout out to Scream, man. Rest in peace to Wes Craven. You know what I'm saying? The creator of Scream. 
But uh, yeah, what's the other one? What's the other one that you got? Um, so I have Uncharted. Shout out to Tom Holland. Shout out to Mark Wahlberg. Um, I was excited to go see this, even though I didn't go see this. I kind of waited till it came out on streaming. Um, but I was excited to see this. Um, basically because I, if anybody knows me, I'm a video game nerd, and this was basically, you know, what I'm saying. That's what this is. is. It's based off the video game Uncharted. Um, it's about a guy who is a treasure hunter, kind of like in that Indiana Jones vein. Um, but it's more, you know, saying realistic. It's not him, you know, saying fighting off a bunch of dudes with swords with a six shooter and killing 20 people with a six shooter and only seven bullets. You know, it's none of that crazy shit. It's really just, you know, what I'm saying like a bunch of people who have to use cunning. You know what I'm saying? A bunch of people who have to use skill and, you know what I'm saying, wit to pretty much steal this um, glorious piece of treasure that everybody just so happens to be after. And it was a great movie. It was, a you know what I'm saying, a great twist on the video game and the premise of the game, which I thought was dope. I enjoyed it. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely, I believe it's on HBO Max still. You can go check it out. But if you are uh, anybody that has played in Uncharted, you would definitely enjoy this uh, movie for sure. That's what's up, man. I never played the game, by the way. So, yeah, I'm completely lost. So, um, so, so this is a movie, man. It was done by the Russo Brothers, man. It was a Netflix original. Um, when we both seen this, we were just like, yo, this shit is fire, man. And that's the gray man. Um, Ryan yeah. Gosling, you know what you're saying? You had Chris Evans, who me and, we, me and you both was like, yo, Seeing him play the bad guy was just something Crazy. that we never we, we so used to seeing him as the nice, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, um, Captain America, wholesome Captain even, America, yeah, wholesome Captain yeah. America. Even even when he was Mister Flame, you know what I'm saying? It's like he was mm -hmm. the funny guy who, you know what I'm saying? Like we never really seen him in his vein, and so to see Chris mm -hmm. Evans' first film after he aged out, I would say, of being Captain America with him going right. back in the time and living his old life and coming back as an old man. Um, mm -hmm. For this to be his first film, I thought it was a great choice by him. And I thought the great man was good, man, with, with him being, um, not him, but Ryan Gosling being, you know, the CIA, uh, CIA agent who, you know, goes in for this job. It goes sideways. And now he's on a run. And then he's trying to save this little girl at the same time. Like, I thought that what we was able to get out of this movie, like Netflix, when it comes to like the, like, cause look, we've seen the storyline countless times, you know what I'm saying? But yep. this was Netflix is really good at this, man. I'm not going to lie. Like when you think about the gray man, when you think about Ava, you know what I'm saying? When you talk about Kate, yep. like they, they doing really good at these types of movies that they're choosing. So I thought The Gray Man was a movie that was really, really underrated, man, that came out in 2022. I agree, man. Um, this was a refreshing action movie. You know what I'm saying? To me, this was it was an action movie that had two guys that were believable in the action roles. Um, and not only that, it was, you know, it wasn't like the cheesy action movies that we've been getting as of late. Like, to me, this was more so they took a page out of those old school books and was like, yo, let's make sure we got some explosions. Let's make sure we got a lot of fights, a lot of gun shooting. You know what I mean? Let's make our guy 
a guy who, you know what I'm saying, they took that brooding guy who's not to be messed with, who's top of his class, uh, blah, blah, blah. And not only did they find somebody who was able to go toe-to-toe with him who was also of that same vein, but to use Chris Evans, excuse me, to use Chris Evans um, in that way, even though, you know what I'm saying, he just came off of Captain America, was crazy because we have this image of Chris Evans right now. And to mm-hmm. see him playing this character is, you know what I'm saying, is not only just refreshing, but it's shocking because we're so used to seeing him be on, you know what I'm saying, the the holy, you know what I'm saying, the holy trail. And then for him to turn around and be like, nah, I'm about to change this joint up. And you know what I'm saying, he we already know that he got the fighting skills and he can, you know what I'm saying, we've seen him in Captain America. Not only that, bro, Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans, like, who is the girl supposed to choose, man? The ladies uh, are going crazy uh, for this uh, movie, man. We know this. Come on, man. The ladies is going nuts, man. Just like when they seen Michael B. Jordan and Black Panther, they was going crazy. Like, come on, man. And, you can't get that. And then the greatest segue is to go right into another Netflix movie, Spiderhead, mm-hmm. where now we get yes. Chris Hemsworth as the bad guy. Yes. yes. And, like, that, that was crazy, man. And the whole concept of the movie is, like, this guy who is offering people to shorten their sentences to, to do these experiments. And mm-hmm. this dude was completely taking advantage of these people, like, because... It wasn't even really he was shortening their sentences. Like their sentences were done, but he was just like mm-hmm. using these people to 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 test this stuff. But at the same time, this is the same situation of like you would find in the you know what I'm saying in the Ten Crack Commandments, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't get high off your yeah. own supply. He was getting high off his own, not high, but you know he was using his own shit, and yeah, he became an addict of the own his own stuff that he was using on these people, but. Spiderhead mm-hmm. was was actually a refreshing film, man. Um, yes. And then you got him and Miles Teller going head to head, like that was. It was a really really good movie, man. Netflix did their thing with um with Spiderhead. I enjoy watching this only because you know what I'm saying I I'm real big on psychological thrillers, um, and not only that to have a guy like Miles Teller who. We gotta start giving him his just due, man. Dude has range. He can he can pretty much do it all. There's I don't think we've seen him in a role that he can't do yet. Um, from comedy to drama to you know what I'm saying, the 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 action roles, like dude dude has pretty much done it all. Um and he I, I think he did a great job in this. Shout out to Jeremy Smollett, she did a great job in this as well. And you you know Chris Hemsworth. His his acting has stepped up a lot, especially watching this. His acting has stepped up a lot. I mean, for him for for us to really know him as Thor, I mean, like he's been in other things. He's been in like Cabin in the Woods and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Doing like small roles here and there. But like for him to kind of play co lead in this movie and for him to help carry this movie the way he did, I think he did an amazing job. Um, the cast was great in this. The premise of this, the movie was amazing as well. And just the fact that, you know, you see 
this guy who's like you said holding these guys against their will without them really knowing and pretty much just keeping them drugged up also he can get this um also he can get this approved and and you know what I'm saying and get this sold and everything like that. I thought that was a great um I thought that was a great movie from Netflix. They really did a great job with that. They did, man. They really did. And to stay on with Netflix, man, you um with a, a, another heartthrob, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, we got the Adam Project, which was yep. Uh, my man Ryan Reynolds, you know what I'm saying? We got uh, oh, what's my girl name? Uh, Zoe Sandaya, not Sandaya, Sandata, Sonata. Um, listen, the whole time travel thing that they did in this was a great concept and it was a different concept yeah. you know for him yeah. to go back and see his 12 year old 12 year old self because he was he was basically running from these people and went back mm-hmm. and when he went back he damaged his ship so the only thing he could do was go to his old house and try to rebuild the ship because his he knew that his dad had everything that he needed to redo yeah. his ship and then for his dad to have started this time travel thing, and then he had to go back with him, his self as an older man, and his 12-year-old self to go to talk to his dad. And his dad was like, y'all don't supposed to be here. Like, that was... Right. That movie was, was so good and, and just wasn't... I know I always say this when I sound like a broken record, but I just feel like sometimes the, the, these movies don't get recognized the way that they should, and I felt like that's what happened with the Adam Project. I agree. Um, Ryan Reynolds in this movie, the the one thing about Ryan Reynolds that I like is he can kind of play the same character over and over again, mm-hmm. and it never gets old. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. he's so good at, at at playing that role, it never gets old. And the one thing to me that I like is he doesn't play it to where it's it's the same person every time. He does it in a way that he may be, you know what I'm saying, playing that same like pompous, arrogant dude, but in a way he'll add, you know what I'm saying, some sort of humbleness in, in one role. And in the other role, he'll have like a mean streak. In the other role, he'll be like super clueless as to, you know what I'm saying, doing this or being this way like, to me, he's the same guy, or he's the same person in Free Guy, or or the guy movie that he did. But in a weird sense, he wasn't the same guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he finds ways to tweak those roles to where they're different every time. And he's another person that I think should start getting his flowers because he does a great job um, doing that and changing it up every time. I mean, Zoe Saldana. That's one of my favorite Hollywood crushes. So I mean, she can do no wrong in my eyes. She'll be fine forever. Um, mm-hmm. But everybody else did good. The, the young guy that played his his twelve year old self, I think that was amazing. Like those two going back and forth, kind of trying to play the same character in a sense. I thought that was funny as well. And then shout out to Mark Ruffalo too, making an appearance in this movie, being their dad. He did a great job too. <clears throat> definitely did man and another movie it wasn't a netflix movie but you can find it on netflix now is man bullet train you know what oh, i'm saying yeah. brad pitt you know what i'm saying look we you know we we spoke about this movie not too long ago so we ain't really got to go too mm-hmm. long on it but um but brian 
Tyree Henry, he did a phenomenal job with the accent. He was able mm-hmm. to pull off. Bullet Train was hilarious. We saw uh how how you say it again? Bad what? Um oh oh um um I didn't say it right. You said I had to say it like what? Uh fuck, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. Bad bunny. It's, uh not bad bunny, it's bad bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that. Um, come on, so, man. Uh, <laughs> one time, one time. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like you said on the, like you said on the commercial, man. It's not player, it's playa. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but Bullet Train was hilarious, and um, mm-hmm. it, it it really had like and then the storylines that it had in it. I thought they did really good with it to be able to to put all of these storylines and for it to all end up at one place and then yeah. you find out what look man I, I i thought i thought they did a really really good job man i'm I'm not gonna front and it, it ended up being better than i thought in brad pitt playing that character that's like he found his niche like that yeah that brad pitt like that brad pitt where that's that's the same brad pitt as Mr. and Mrs. Mr. Smith, and Mr. Smith, yep. and Glorious Bastards, like that, yep. like that. Brad Pitt, love that Brad Pitt. Man, I listen. I'm not gonna go too long on it. For me, movie of the year. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Movie of the year, bro. That that movie was amazing. Okay. I mean, listen. And so. Last one, man. Last one. Well, um, well, no, second to last one. We got, we got two. We got two. Um. Well, let let let's go with this because this is on Netflix currently at the moment, and I spoke on it. Okay. We spoke on it on our what's the name, so we don't really have to go too long on this because we did this on the right. coming soon. Glass Onion, man. Glass Onion was up there. Yes. Glass Onion was in my top five. It was in my top yeah. five movies of, of to yeah. come out this year. Um, Murder Mystery, Amazing. Clue. It was. Everybody did a phenomenal job. Janelle Monet, Daniel Craig, Kate Hudson. They they did a really, really great job with this movie, man. Um, y'all could possibly um because we haven't got all the way in it yet, y'all could possibly get a whole pot on this uh soon. So sure. um yeah, but Glass Onion was definitely one of the top movies to come out this year. Um, I agree. I think everybody did a great job. Shout out to Dave Batista. He's really getting his acting chops together and he's starting to take on a lot more roles. Um, and the ability to kind of, you know what I'm saying, make fun of himself in some of these roles is is great. Um, even though to me I feel like it's not really hard to act even because he's, he's he came from the WWE and that's like what they do. Um, but for him to playing some of these roles that he's played in, like for him to play this one's for sure. Like, I think he kind of took that comedy role over, you know what I'm saying? He did a great job doing that. Like when he was downstairs in that basement, bro, and he was doing that live stream or that, like that video, he'll <laughs> he had me on that one. He had me on that one. So yeah. Um, Glass Onion was, was an amazing movie, man. Um, and then last but not least, man, we got to talk about this one, bro. The black phone. Oh my goodness. Oh my Yo, let me tell you something, man. Eat the hawk, bro. <laughs> this dude, I don't know how he does it, but he it's certain roles that he gets and 
and when he gives them like he he really he really like kind of stands out without really doing the 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 work to stand out. And I don't mean that in it, like in a bad way. I'm saying like it's it, the way he does it it just seems so natural. But that's a better way to put it. Like him in training day, right? Mm -hmm. He he did a great fucking job in training day, bro. To be like to play this like this 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 naive rookie cop who, you know what I'm saying, he's trying to get his shit together, trying to learn the ropes on the streets and on the beat and all this shit. But for him to do this role, this guy who's, you know what I'm saying, kidnapping and killing these kids and nobody knows who they are. And, like, this whole, the whole premise of this movie is just crazy in itself. And then, like, the little boy talking to, you know what I'm saying, all of the, the, all the dead kids on the phone. Yeah. I, you know yep. what I'm saying, being able to... I mean, like to me, man. If 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 Bullet Train didn't come out, I would say this would be movie of the year. That's that's high praise. I I liked it, the Black Phone, and I thought it was dope that all of the kids that died down there gave him. It was like a puzzle piece. Like all of them yep. gave him a different puzzle piece to be able to get himself yep. up out of there. So I thought that that was dope. Um. So yeah, I I liked it, Black Phone. I really did. It was a different concept, and I like how they set it. I think eighties was the eighties. Yeah, setting. Yeah, I think it was the eighties. Yep. Yeah, I believe it was the eighties. I think that's the best way to get uh, a horror movie, and now uh, these days. And then you forgot about this one, the last one that I had down, also in the same round, and we did a podcast on that as well. Was X? I thought X yeah. was. I thought it yeah. was a really really good movie. I love the. Yeah, I love the concept on that. Um, with them really taking that whole oh man, I forgot what it was. Texas Ro Texas Roadhouse. Wow. <laughs> Dude. Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> oh man. But uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre but it's taking like it, it's really like birth from that movie. And yeah. for them to, to do the whole where they were shooting a porn movie and had that whole little side story in there. I thought that that was dope, man. So I really got a shout out to the movie X, man. That was a really, really good movie that came out this past year. I agree, man. Um, they did a great job with that. The premise, once again, to me, that's what gets me every time is the premise of a movie. That's how you can snatch me in instantly. And if you can keep up with that, then I mean, I'm, I'm glued and in, in, glued into the whole show. Um, but the 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 way that they did everything to have the killer, you know what I'm saying, be this old lady and this old couple eventually, like that was that was not something that I was going to be able to see <laughs> at all. Like the trailer yeah. itself is already like not giving you anything, but the fact that it's giving you enough for you to be like, oh, this seems interesting. And then when you watch it, you like, oh shit, like, okay. I liked it. I like they did a great yep. job. I mean, they they kept it simple, kept it in the you know what I'm saying. The, excuse me, the classic lane of you know what I'm saying, true original horror films. And I agree, man. This 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 movie was the, the joint, man, for sure. Definitely, man. Not mad at it. That was yeah, a great man. show, so man. Lady, we, that was a that nah, was a good recap. Good Big time, man. Um, and then we it's a lot that we didn't even get a chance to get to, of course. So um, I mean, we, we gave you guys a lot. So if you haven't seen any of those 
in 2002, by all means, please go take your time and go, you know what I'm saying, grab a couple on streaming or, you know what I'm saying, if you still got a red box or a video, a family video by you, go rent them out on DVD. I'm sure you got something you can play, you know what I'm saying, play it on. Um, But listen, man, if you enjoyed this episode, if you liked this episode, if it's a movie, you know what I'm saying, that we mentioned that you didn't or did like, or if it's a movie that we didn't mention that you did or you didn't like, hit us up on the socials, um, on Instagram and Twitter, at VA Pod. I'm sorry, View Anon Pod. I'm tripping. I'm about to say Facebook. Um, at View Anon Pod um, on Facebook, at VA Pod Watch Group. And uh, as for me, you can hit me up on Twitter, at Schools Bronson. Um, and I got a link to my bio. You can find me everywhere else there. And y'all can find me at s.foster8 on Instagram and on Twitter at 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That is just on Instagram. Also, um, new podcast came out, episode 110, first episode of the year. I spoke about it in the middle of this podcast, um, Right People in the Room. Um, so go check that out on all major platforms. And uh, that's all I got. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, cool. My fault. Um, I, I kind of went in and out. Um, but listen, thank you guys so much for your support. Um, it is always greatly appreciated. Thank you for tuning in with us on our third year of Podiversary. We still got a lot more to go. Have a happy new year. Um, and you already know, man, listen, like they said in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut.